0: DJPK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 of the zone. Twitter is just absolutely exploding now as everyone reacts to the news that Lamarcus Aldridge is retiring. An irregular heartbeat. Felt it in, uh, in a game, then it was even worse after the game. Went to the doctor the next morning. Thankful for all the memories. You never know when something will come to an end, so make sure you enjoy it every day. I can truly say I did just that. Fifteen years and he's like I think uh just a few points short of twenty thousand it's an awesome career right there pK and it just ends in a snap of the figures
1: uh, yeah <laughs> something cropped up and away you go and you got to go with the the right decision and it looks like uh, it's a right decision and possibly could come back if they took care of it but he is thirty five years old and the company I don't think he's really won anything of any substance but uh, he's one individual, and I don't think he's a Hall of Fame player, but he's been a very good player and at, t- at times an elite player. But you got that situation, it seems like it's the right thing to do. I mean, Chris Bosh, I forget what his issue was, but didn't he have something along those lines? He had a blood clot. Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah
0: he had a blood clot. He had blood clot issues, yeah. And uh, he shut it down for a while, but never came back. It turned out that was that was it for him. So you yeah. do never know. All right, well, Joe will join us here in a, uh, a few moments. We'll get, uh, we'll get Joe Ingles on the air. The rest of you can uh, hit us up on Twitter about LaMarcus Aldridge. You can also hit us up about the question of the day. College players are going to get the one-time free transfer. We are getting a lot of feedback on that. As uh, people join us throughout the morning, Ryan just said, we should allow it for high school as well. They're still where college is in the, uh, the waiver thing. I mean, basically they have it. I don't think very many things get challenged anymore. Uh, Kids are moving around all the time in high school. But Ryan wants more.
1: Well, high school can get really dirty. I mean, it has been for many, many years. Parents taking an apartment in another district yep, or another zone, whatever the boundary, I guess is the word I'm looking for, and, and they don't intend to live there. And I mean, the ultimate was, uh, I've said this many times when I was down in California, John Walsh, who was in West Torrance, which was two miles from the beach, Going to Carson to play football and then they win the city title and he had guys that went on to play Nebraska and Carson was a football power at that time. And uh, then they win it uh, on a Saturday and Monday. He's back at school in Torrance. (laughs) He didn't even stay the end of the semester. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And and the CIF governing body stepped in and he didn't allow him to play baseball uh, that spring. This was so bogus, and uh, he, and he got a scholarship to BYU, and in, in, in the almighty uh, pursuit of a scholarship, and and it worked for him there. He didn't play professionally, I don't think. I think he's. But last I heard, he was back in the South Bay coaching. Uh, so I mean, that that's been out there forever. You're you're never going to change that. And, and and everybody goes through it, and you're you're a parent. And you think you're doing what's best, and there's no rule book or guide on being. Parents. Oh my and it's Just it's just. You try to do what's best, and sometimes you're overzealous, and I'm I'm as guilty as anybody. So there you go. You think what you're doing is best, and you just hope it works out. In some cases, it does, and
0: some cases a, it doesn't. As a young parent, that was one of the first things I learned. It occurred to me, wait a minute. My parents are bluffing the whole time. There's no rule book. They don't know what they're doing. It's, well, this seems like it's best, so let's go with this. Hey, I'm learning this right now, yeah, gentlemen. No, your parents are just making stuff up.
1: I thought they knew what they well, were doing. I've got doing. two kids
0: under the age of five, and I am just making it up as I go along, I feel like, half the time.
1: Yeah, parenthood isn't anything that I have any uh, right to comment on, so there you go.
0: Matt says it's a job, so they can go wherever they want. They're all one-year contracts scholarships anyway, which is true. It's been, what, 30, 35 years maybe since that rule got changed. It used to be four-year deals, but then they became one-year deals.
1: Yeah, but, uh, you know, you got to be careful on that because uh, the word can get out. Uh, so most of them, by and large, if you're doing what you're supposed to, they do get renewed.
0: It's going to be great for non-PAC teams that want to pick up some good athletes that are disenfranchised. That's what Snazzy Coog has to say. And Snazzy Coog would know because they just cashed in on, some pack, on a Pac-12 player, so basketball.
1: Well, I guess uh, they tweeted out uh, they're getting a cornerback transfer from Oregon State.
0: There you go. Now football.
1: Yeah, and I don't think there's any way you can stop it. It may not be in the best move of the kid,
0: but you can't stop it.
1: Yeah, but you're not of. You can counsel, but if the kid wants to go. And this transfer portal thing, thats a, you know, it was interesting that Kyle, who's kind of a, you know, let's face it, he's a tough guy. And when Jalen Dixon put his name in, you know, all in or in the way, I mm-hmm. uh, was to a degree surprised that he took him back. And I know he went to the council and all that stuff. But uh, and that's great that you have that. But ultimately, it's one person's decision. Like when I was a senior in high school, we had a kid who uh, wanted to go take a recruiting chip for basketball, and it was right down to the end. And the coach was, oh, I remember he was just so furious. And I'm thinking, this is my senior year. I suck. I'm done. And I want to make the playoffs. And so we took a vote on whether we can allow him to stay on the team or not. And I voted yes, even though I didn't know that uh, it was in the best interest of the team for the kid to miss a game to go on a recruiting trip. I took him, I voted yes, and we polled each other. Uh, and all of us voted yes and the coach kicked him off.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Secret ballot, so you can all do whatever you want and at the end I can do whatever I want too. I don't care what you guys say, I'm doing (laughs) this. Meanwhile, you guys are all talking in the back of the bus, I voted yes I voted yes. Yeah,
1: and my coach (laughs) played baseball at the U of A, so you know he was a slimy guy with questionable morals.
0: There it is. (laughs) Bleeping Wildcats. But it has been going on forever and you can't stop it. The best player on my high school basketball team, a bunch of us were just random, so mediocre average high school athletes. But there was one kid, and he had it. I'll never forget. When we were in junior high, I'm in the 8th grade, he's in the 7th grade, and we're on one side of the field out of PE, and the other side, and the 7th grade class just erupts. And he'd like long jump, I don't know, 18 or 20 feet or something outrageous as a 13-year-old. I mean, he had it. And so my senior year, his junior year, he is a big-time baseball prospect. And he doesn't for our, and he was really sour on the basketball team and there's a, there, at the time there's this big christmas tournament and he played the first two games and then there's a two day break for christmas eve and christmas day and he literally without telling anyone did not show up on december 26th for the game or december 27th for the game goes looking around where is he i don't know where he is <laughs> i got no idea and he's yelling another kid where is he i don't know i haven't heard from him And his dad got an apartment in another school's boundaries. Ironically, Grossmont, the school that the uh, Musgrove threw the no-hitter went to Grossmont. And he moved to Musgrove. He got the quote-unquote apartment and transferred to Grossmont and played when we came back from Christmas break. And we played them in the second round of league, and he was on their team. And he'd been on our team at the start of the season. This has been going on forever. It can't be stopped. Yeah, and so be it. He ended up being a first-round draft pick in the Major League Baseball draft. Never went anywhere, but... First round. So, I used a
1: first round bust.
0: Yeah, I, I I used to check. You know, the this is all pre internet, and so I would check the uh, sporting news, the minor league stuff. I don't think he made it out of Class wow, A. I'm not positive. He and I were not close, but I don't think he made it out of Class A. Wow,
1: a first round draft pick who didn't make it out of
0: Class A. Yeah, a yeah. and it could have been an a? injury. It could have been. You know, I don't know. I don't know what happened. But I mean, I looked because I knew. I think I'd have to go back and check. I think the
1: Astros drafted him. So. Cesar Cedeno? No. Yep. Enos Cabell? His
0: last name was Swain, and I, that San Diego State receiver, but I think Brett Swain, I always wondered if it was related, if that was his kid or his nephew Oh, I've been pondering
1: that for years. Oh, stop it.
0: <laughs> so is Joe coming or not? Because now we're getting off into the minutiae here. <laughs> you will let me know as soon as he's I can line. hear Joe coming on the air. He's listening. Don't blame that on me. You did it. <laughs> Uh, John says, I get why it's okay, but it's ruining college sports, along with the one and done. You know, for the fans who aren't—I mean, you and I have a lot of time. Like, it rained yesterday, and it snowed yesterday, and the wind blew 60 miles an hour. So you uh, had time to research all these Pac-12 teams. But, you know, most fans don't have that kind of time. They're not getting paid to do it like you and I are. Right. And so I wonder how long it takes for them to get to know these guys and their personalities right? They aren't as accessible to write features or do Sunday night shows. If they're only here for one year, how are people going to know and bond with them? Because that, I mean, the winning is a big part of it. And if you win, people show up. But there is this other part where you think you know them, and you do know something about them to some degree. You at least have watched them play for two, three, four years. And so I wonder how much that all gets wrecked. You know, it just becomes so transactional. So much just, yeah, transfer coming in from whatever school, you know, South Carolina last year, Baylor this year, who knows what school next year. And if you're great, great. And if you're not, eh, you weren't really a Ute anyway.
1: Football doesn't matter. Because it's basketball, fun- I think it's really, really impacted. But football. Yeah. Still strong, if not stronger than ever.
0: DJ PK, it is time to welcome in Joe Ingles. The Joe Ingles Show with DJ and PK is brought to you by Cypress Credit Union, proudly serving their members and community for over 90 years. Cypress Credit Union, your future is our future.
2: Hey, yeah! This is the Zone Sports Network. Back to Joe and he'll flush! And it's time to hear from the best-looking, most charismatic... <laughs>
0: DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. It is the Joe Ingles Show with the man, the myth, the legend, Joe Ingles. Joe, good morning.
2: Good morning.
0: <laughs> Joe, you're getting a couple days off. You, you're actually getting three days without a game since you sat out that Oklahoma City game, and I'm curious with the condensed schedule and you're playing more games in less time, how much does that matter? How different do you feel?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it's Big, I think. I think, um, like you said, the, the schedule. Obviously, we started uh, pretty quickly, kind of after the bubble, than what we normally would, and kind of packing in games here, and then obviously with the first half of the schedule only coming out. Obviously, knowing that at the, the start of this year we might have to reschedule games and, and whatnot due to COVID and, and whatever. Uh, we obviously got a, a heavy back end. Uh, I think. Someone had said at some point we had like 21 in 21 games in like 35 days or something like that, which is um, probably doesn't sound like that to, to the average person listening, but it's a lot of games um, in, that, in that that amount of time. So, um, yeah, I think it's just about obviously everyone being smart. Um, obviously, we still want to win games and put ourselves in a, the best position um, that we can put ourselves in, but we also... Um, with the scheduling and that, I don't want to go into the playoffs tired or fatigued or anything like that. So, um, yeah, I don't know what the plan is for everyone or anyone else going forward. But, um, yeah, I've, I've used my days wisely.
1: <laughs> so, Joe, I got to tell you, man, if anybody out there says anything that makes DJ angry, that makes me angry.
2: <laughs> How much fun did you have with all that? um yeah i mean it's like i said in the uh, post game or whatever it was like it's it's really like more entertaining to me than anything else like i i mean we've we've talked about uh we've talked a lot about how how my kind of the joy i have while i'm playing it's i'm I'm happy when i'm out there I, i enjoy it obviously i get some people's perception probably thinks I'm not taking it serious or anything like that. But the people that know me, um, the people, our, our fans, all that, it's just how I uh, I think I play my best when I'm enjoying it out there too. And then obviously the the talking part of it, just kind of, again, I've told you guys, like I never go into a game thinking or preparing anything. Um, but sometimes it just kind of happens. And, um, I enjoy that too. Like it's, it's fun to have someone either talk to you or a player or a coach or a fan or whoever it is we've had. Donovan and I were talking about it after that game. It was like all the times that it's happened that especially like propelled our team to play a little bit better, especially myself and him. But, um, happened in Detroit one time that was very memorable. It happened in Minnesota one time that was very memorable. It happened against Detroit. Um, with a fan across from the opposing bench um, there's just there's ones that you remember but it's like I said it's like it doesn't it honestly doesn't make me mad I'm not frustrated I'm not angry I literally like it's entertainment to me it's it's funny um, it's funny with the guys it's like we, we yeah it's just a I don't know it's just an entertaining fun thing it's a, it's a, to me it's a cool part of the game to be able to go out there and like not disrespectfully um, to anyone, but just to, to have fun and, and talk a bit of smack, it's it's fun.
0: So, uh, because we have, well, I would watch close anyway, but because we have you on, and because I know people tweet at me and you know want me to ask you about specific moments, I really pay attention to your interactions with players when they're you know shown on TV. And so, a couple of them jump out at me. One before the first game with the Wizards in Washington you and Bradley Beal had a big old laugh. I mean, you were cracking up, he was cracking up, and you were literally at the jump ball circle getting ready to start the game. So I know there's a lot of fun in it, but i got to say when I think you're telling someone to bleep off, it doesn't feel like there's that much fun in it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was reading your lips, Joe. I'm pretty sure I know what you were telling them to do. <laughs>
2: um, yeah, I mean, uh, well, first of all, Brad Beal's a – an absolute legend he's a he's a really good dude we've got the same agency so i've I've known him a little bit over time and um, really 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 good guy so um and obviously a hell of a player too so going up against him is always fun and, and obviously challenging because he is extremely talented um I don't know what you're talking about. I've never swore during a game in my life. So
0: know. <laughs> okay. All right. You your nose just uh, screwed,
2: Joe. It must be the accent. My lips must read differently. It must be the accent. <laughs>
0: they go the other way because you're from Australia.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was. you meant to read it backwards.
0: <laughs> okay, we'll go with that. <laughs> That's your story and you're sticking to it. Is, sticking that, to uh,
1: it right? is that particular to the American game or does that go on overseas in, in Australia and all the other places you've played ball to?
2: No, yeah, that's everywhere. I mean, I've I mean, maybe it's just me that brings it everywhere, <laughs> but um yeah, I mean, ever I've played in obviously played in Europe and spent a lot of it there. I've played in like national team against national teams and it happens there. I've played in NBL. I remember I got I think I got fined in the NBL like I I mean, I'm I'm like 17, 18 at this point in the NBL. Um I think I got fined or I might've got warned, being like the first offense. And I was the fact that I was so young, but I got, um, I flipped someone off in the crowd. And when I was like, (laughs) um, I still remember it was up in, up in a little, little town called Townsville up in Queensland, a little kind of country beach town. Um, actually a really nice place, beautiful weather. Um, they're no longer in the league, but yeah, they were, they were in the league when I played and, Someone was in like the courtside box and was probably a, a few beers in and had kept kept saying stuff to me. I was probably an easy target because I had this like long, shaggy hair, and I was about 60 pounds and trying to play against these men, and I just was like, screw this, I've had enough, and I just flipped him off.
0: And by the way, if you think Joe is uh, not telling the truth about the hair, you have to go to YouTube and watch some of those clips because I've seen him, and what you just said was 100% true.
2: <laughs> yeah, was I wasn't true. a big fan of haircuts, and then I <laughs> um, used to—I did used to surf a little bit, so I used to think I was like this really cool, like surfing. Um, it was bad.
0: <laughs> so I came across a clip, uh, an Australian journalist who was recounting your early career, and I—I oh. I didn't know this, but. So there was a hometown or local team somehow. I don't know if I have this exactly right, and they came at you with a, apparently thinking you'd take the hometown discount as a teenager, happy to be a pro. And so you passed on them, and it was controversial at the time. And you went to another club. You've always had this in you, Joe.
2: Yeah, I've always been a. <laughs> <laughs> I'm friendly, but I can be a, a bit of a an ass too. Um, but yeah, that was that was. I mean, it was the. Like you said, it was my hometown team. The team I grew up watching. My favorite player, like the guy who I wanted to be growing up, was on the team. um, Who I'm I'm good friends with now. Um, And I I wanted to like, like I I think we've talked about it. But like growing up in Australia, the NBA was so far away. I didn't get. We didn't have cable TV, so I couldn't watch games. Or I grew up wanting to play for the Adelaide 36ers and I grew up wanting to play for Australia. They were the two things. Um, Brett Maher was the player. Brett played for Adelaide. He also played for, he went to a couple of Olympic Games. So I I wanted to be Brett Maher. It was like my, um, got recruited. I think at the time there was like eight or nine teams in the league. I got recruited by like seven of them. Like every team was trying to get me to sign with them. And um, the minute, like the minimum wage of the NBL back then was like, 30 grand or like whatever the number was exactly I don't know off the top of my head what it was but um not not that much but I was obviously as a 17 year old happy to take it <laughs> um and they offered me like 15 grand like way under like it wasn't even like the actual legal minimum that you could offer me um my name wrong on the contract the the GM or whoever it was at the time um, was like, yeah, we're really excited. Like, to, we would love to have you a part of the team. We really need a backup five man. And I'm like, five man? Like, I've never played in the pain in my life. <laughs> um, still to this day. Like, um, there's just, just a bunch of things that happened. And I, I, the only kind of thing I really remember, like obviously those little details, but I remember walking out of that meeting, and I like, my agent was with me at the time, and my my dad was with me too, and I was like. Like I can't go there. There's no way I'm going there. They don't even. like They don't know what position I am. They don't know. Um, so it was disappointing because I did want to play for them. And um, I mean, I if I like if it, if it turned back time, maybe I would have or could have or should have tried harder to go back there. But it all worked out. I went to Melbourne, had a, a really good three years there. We won a championship, and um, I mean, I'm here today. So it obviously worked out.
1: Do your family and friends, do they get to see you play at all now with the time
2: difference? And oh, the man, access? it's tough. Um, obviously, with COVID, too, it makes it even, even harder, so they haven't been over. They used to – I've got a sister um, who's got a couple kids and then obviously my parents, um, Renee's parents, and she's got a – a brother and sister too, brother with a, a couple of kids as well. So they, they all kind of used to come over every year or every second year and watch. Um, even in Europe, they'd come over as much as they could, um, obviously being a lot further away from Australia. But um, the last couple of years, obviously not with, with COVID and then travel and all that. But prior to that, they used to, yeah, they used to come uh, a fair bit. We, we paid for them, both our families, all to come over one Christmas a few years ago just because we, we wanted to make it be as homely as possible we just had the, the twins and wanted everyone to have um christmas with the twins so we got everyone over for for a christmas but um yeah i mean as soon as the restrictions um travel restrictions and obviously covid and all that slows down and it's safer to travel we'll uh we'll i'm sure they'll they'll all be on the first flight over again
0: so joe as you get ready for the uh the final stretch here do you check the standings are you checking them every day to see what's going on in the playoff race, or are you just wait for someone to tell you on a on a bus or a plane or something?
2: I'm definitely not checking them every day. Um, I got way too much going on to be looking at my NBA app every day. Um, but obviously, we like it's common sense, and everyone knows we're in a good position that we are we are we are top. I don't know how I couldn't tell you how close. Um, Phoenix is. I know that game there they were obviously super pumped because and I think I think I saw on Twitter after like Devin Booker saying he's not worried about his own individual stuff. he wants to be first in the west, so um obviously they're they're somewhat close, but apart from that, it's just i mean we've like it would be great to be first and i I mean I hope we are, and I hope we stay there, but um I think for us it's just about continually getting better each game. Um, We want to be, like I said, like Royce resting last game. Um, I've been a little bit beat up just in in general. Nothing obviously crazy, but just a bit generally uh, sore or whatever. So getting our guys healthy is a a big thing too. I think um, if you go into the playoffs extremely fatigued or unhealthy with with injuries or whatnot or or the COVID stuff, like – obviously it just it throws a, a spanner in the works with, with your team. So you want to be um, – obviously we want to finish as high as possible, but we also want to be as healthy and, and fresh as possible. So um, part of that's on the players, to, to do the right thing off the court, on the court, away from the stadium, um, getting your rest on the road, like whatever it is, um, at home and on the road. But um, – obviously there's some things we can do within our, our team and, and the medical staff to, to make sure we're as healthy and, and fresh as possible.
1: Donovan Mitchell's been playing real well as far as scoring goes. Have you noticed an improvement in his game?
2: Oh, I mean, I feel like we talk about this like a few times a year and it's like this constant uh, um, feeling of like he he just kind of keeps getting better. Like it's I remember talking about it in his rookie year when it was like, Oh, like you're kinda of giving the keys to the team now and, and he embraced it and did really well and then it was like, All right, well like you've gotta make better reads out of when you get in the paint, like you're not you're not seeing like eyes out and guys that are open, you're just kind of aggressive to, to score, which obviously we wanted to do but then he was like, Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean and he's like within a few days he's making these like unreal passes and now his passing's unreal, and I think this offseason, a big thing for him personally was just defensively. Like, I want to be locked in on both ends, and, and now he's trying to guard the, the best player when he's out there or he wants to do both. Like, it's just a continuous uh, improvement on every level from, from his perspective. And, I mean, it's I mean, you guys, I mean, obviously not this year, but you guys have been around our team and all that. Like, you guys know him and that. Like, it's just it's how he is. He just wants to keep getting better and better. So... Um, yeah, it's pretty special, but um, I know from his point of view, there's a lot more he would want to do and get better and continue to get better, and um, obviously I have no doubt he'll do that.
0: Well, what I've learned from the Joe Engels show today is that Joe has never, ever sworn on the court, and he only swore never. one time during this interview. Yak only had to go to the dump button once, so. <laughs> <You>
2: <laughs> I sure didn't swear on this interview. You
0: certainly did, Joe.
1: <laughs> You'd- said you said know? the, nether- the nether regions. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Uh, well, I don't know. Tell, tell Jake to sort it out. He did. He did. Yeah. He's here for you.
0: He's on Team Joe. Joe
1: Wingle's Raw, man.
2: <laughs> I should have my. I should have a, uh, a Raw podcast or whatever that I can. Oh, I do, but I should just say what I want.
1: Let her rip, Joe. You kind of do anyway, Joe. (laughs) That's
2: true. This is true. Hmm.
0: Entertaining as always, Joe. We appreciate it as always. Uh, Good luck this week, and we will talk to you next week.
2: Awesome. Thanks, guys.
0: Okay, Joe Ingalls checking in here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We'll be right back with everything you missed in this show. We'll get you up to speed. Stay with us. Here is Reggie Jackson, walking it from right to left. He's going to cross the midcourt line with 10 seconds left. Guarded by the rookie, Hayes. Jackson with 6 seconds left. Jackson at the top of the key with 4 seconds left. Crossover. Step into the jumper. He buries it!
2: Dodges comes and gets it. Got a bounce and will fling it on up. And he hit it! He hit it to put the game in overtime! He was crouching when he let it go! Maybe a 3. Was he behind the line? I don't know if he was behind the line. I'm not sure of that. They're going to check. The Maverick bench exploding. Tim Hardaway's putting up three fingers to see if it's a three-pointer. Oh, he did. He did go behind the line. He just won the game. Luka just won the game with an incredible shot as he split the double team of Brooks and Valanchunas and leaning in to score.
0: Dallas Mavericks beat the Memphis Grizzlies 114-113. Luka Doncic running three-point buzzer beater after Grayson Allen missed two free throws. Also Reggie Jackson with the winning points as the Clippers edged the Pistons 100-98. That's the shorthanded Clippers, PK.
1: Yeah, they played without their big two. That was Detroit. And Reggie Jackson came up big, obviously. He's a nice player. And so he got the job done. They won that game. Uh, as they rested their stars, uh, I think Kawhi Leonard's been out a couple of games there, and Doncic. That might have been the best off balance balance shot I've ever seen.
0: <laughs> we got into this earlier in the show. I was like he was so off balance, his weight was his body weight, his energy, everything was way forward, way crouching as it was described there in the call was a good way to put it. Now, as far as like the side to side balance, that was great, and as far as being. Under control, even though you're way off balance, I'll give you that. I just can't describe him as on balance. It
1: didn't look awkward, way awkward, and he didn't
0: fall? It looked as under control as something that awkward can be.
1: Right, so that that indicates a level of balance.
0: A level of, he, he's clearly worked the abs. He got that thing up, and he put it in. From the three-point line and won the game. Now he released it. I mean, he's a big dude, so obviously his feet were behind the line, but his body was in front of it. But that's legit. So, yeah, that yeah. Ed,
1: Ed Orgeron doing the color commentary there for uh, Dallas. <laughs> Ed Orgeron, the raspy voice. And uh, and and has got some new art on his uh, wrist there and his uh, along his forearm. I know you don't notice those types of things. You don't I, see color. I didn't uh, see him. Yeah. Of course, yeah. You don't notice that. But uh, he got some new art. What did he there. get? New art. Well, okay.
0: He already (laughs) had a tattoo on that arm. He seems like he's filling it out, though.
1: Yeah, yeah, but it's it's hence new art. New art. Yeah, you're right. It's new. Yes,
0: somebody's name, a palm tree. I mean, you know. I don't
1: know. Okay, fine. The uh, the Nuggets. I watched the game, but I didn't. I didn't notice. I noticed the new art.
0: The Nuggets beat the Heat. I just don't know that we're going to see that much change in the standings going forward, PK. You got anybody? I think the Lakers can catch the Nuggets, but that doesn't change much because they're four and five. It would just change home court advantage. You got anything else? Do the Clippers catch the Suns? I don't think the I'd Suns actually catch have to the, the look Jazz. At the standings.
1: I don't. I don't look at the standings as much mm-hmm. as you do. I go with the Joe Ingles thing. I'm, I'm focused on the Jazz. I'm never really not focused on anybody else. And so, whatever those standings are, what difference does it make to the Jazz? I mean, the standings are what they are. So I don't, I don't look at them like you do, so I'm not sure. I know Phoenix is a game and a half behind. Other than that, I yeah. don't know who's behind, how many games the Clippers are behind. Clippers are telling me the Clippers are in third?
0: Yeah, it's uh, the Jazz are a game and a half up on the Suns and three up on the Clippers. And then it's six to the Nuggets and seven to the Lakers.
1: Uh, to me, it's all about winning the conference. And if the Jazz win the conference, then you finish number one, and obviously, and you're expected to do well in the postseason. I don't fear these other teams uh, and worry about these other things because I believe in the Jazz, if they play the way they're capable of, they can beat anybody. If they don't, they won't. So what's the sense of worrying about what other, other teams are doing or worry about what they're doing?
0: Even the healthy Lakers?
1: I believe the Jazz play as well as they're capable of. They can beat anybody.
0: Jazz and might, Lakers coming we up Saturday afternoon We might want to
1: discuss afternoon. this tomorrow
0: <laughs> We can do that tomorrow The Jazz and Lakers coming up uh, Saturday afternoon And then again Monday night Two games in LA, the Lakers are going to be shorthanded Their guys are about to come back But they're not going to come back in time for Saturday and Monday Well, we've been told they're about to come back We'll see how it actually goes Well,
1: out. and we can get to this They still have to play the Pacers first But the guys who they have Clearly are going to be jacked up to play the Jazz
0: Oh yeah, absolutely,
1: and, so and I think that they're, they're any looking t- to prove something.
0: Anytime a star is out, there's more shots for the role players. Carl Malone didn't miss many games, but I remember him missing one in the locker room after they won. Everyone was amped up, and I think I can't remember. I think it was Booner I bumped into walking out of the locker room, and he was going in. I'm like, it is loud and happy in there. And he goes, "Yeah, they all got a lot more shots, and they, they don't. They can't do it for 50 games, but they can do it for one. But they just don't get one chance very often." And the Lakers right now, without these two guys, all these guys have expanded roles. And um, who doesn't want who doesn't want to shoot more? You know. Well,
1: I think it's a, it's more than that. I think it's money. Who doesn't want more money? There's and that too. So, Absolutely. Show your ability. Yep. You're you're constantly trying to play to prove yourself yep. and where you belong. Where do you fit in? And whether it's as Sloan would say, you know, there's uh, all these other teams that are looking at you. And You never know who's gonna want to get you down the line, and you've got to show your ability, too. So you have to – because your contract is going to come up at some point. And I don't know that any of these guys, literally any of them, are guaranteed their spot in the league – where they can say, you know, I'm just here and I'm here to stay. Now, there's some guys that are going to be in the league for a good while, you know, Drummond to an extent, yeah. Kuzma. Schroeder. Kuzma's
0: going to play 10 years. But, but, but even folks, so, your spot within the league is still yeah, up for grabs.
1: Yeah, you, yeah. Want, you when you become uh, a free agent, you want your team to want you and you want somebody else to want and, you, if not multiple. You want to be in control. So this is an opportunity. You're playing the team with the best record in the league, and you can send a message because you very well could and probably will meet up with them in the postseason. So we beat you with our guys. Well, now we got these two guys here. You don't stand a chance.
0: And I think there's also just the whole, they've all heard, whether they've heard it directly or indirectly, they've all heard that they're going to suck without LeBron and AD. And so (laughs) you want to prove, hey, we don't suck. We can play two. And they've won six of the last ten. That's not great, but it's also not the falling off the – you know falling off the edge like a lot of people predicted like oh they're going to go 2 and 8 they're going to uh, they've been they've been decent they've been a little better than mediocre 6 and 4 not bad
1: yeah and they're gearing up for these two games at least get a split if not a sweep so the jazz got to be ready and i pretty much they're going to be facing that every way every every way out every game out i should say because of the fact that you have the best record in the league yep. and you've had it now for 2 months how long have they had it
0: yeah, at least a couple months. I mean, we're in April now. They certainly had it in February. They, they got it sometime in late January, February, because was, yeah. the, the win streak started in January, the first 11-gamer. And it, they were 4-4, four and four, so it took them a while to get to the top spot. So, yeah, you're probably looking at two, two-and-a-half months, somewhere in there. Uh, The other thing we've talked a lot about this morning, the NCAA is uh, finally going to do it and make it official that players can transfer one time on a free transfer, not sit out a year. The whole sitting out a year thing for decades had been the rule. The waivers have gotten plentiful in the last five to ten years, and the grad transfer has become pretty consistent. But now the door isn't just open partway. Now it's open all the way. So can it make you more competitive in basketball? Because guys who aren't playing or stuck behind one and duns go somewhere and play. There's plenty of examples of that. And earlier this morning, I talked about how my Gauchos made it to the NCAA tournament because they got two transfers. They brought in a kid from DePaul and I forget the other school is Power Five. Obviously, Barcelo going from Arizona to BYU is a good example. But you brought up football, and that could be that could help the top five to ten teams pull away more. And the whole playoff race, really, how many teams is that for?
1: It's an exclusive club, and I think that's the issue there. For me, it's uh, the the playoff because it is just a few who pay the most and all that stuff. Uh, It's really watered it down. It doesn't mean I don't watch it because I'm addicted and I feel like I have to for work anyway, so I got those two. I'd probably watch it if I was retired or a banker or a lawyer or for a cop. One thing's for certain, it ain't never going to stop. And so that rhyme, that's a song line there. But – I would do it either way, but I feel like my football, it's all, for me personally, it's all about the Pac-12 because I don't believe they're playing on the same level. They're almost almost like uh, in between a group of five in the P5, and to me, if you win the Pac-12, I don't don't care anymore if you don't get in the playoff because I think it's an uneven playing field, so that's just the way it is. But for, for basketball, to me, it's basically turned it into junior college. Now, I I haven't covered junior college basketball here in Utah, but I covered it in California. We had two uh, junior colleges, El Camino and Harbor College, were in our circulation area, and we had to cover them. And for a while, I was doing that. And year to year with junior college, because you can come and go. There's literally no rules. You can come and go like crazy. And rosters would dramatically change. Uh, you'd have five freshmen, and then all five would be someplace else the next year. And it could be the next junior college over, and it didn't matter. You could do whatever. That's what's basically happening now in college basketball at the the D1 level. It's becoming guys coming and going. You can't keep up with it. It's coming at you so fast and furious. It literally reminds me of when I covered junior college California ball, and I covered it in Arizona too uh, back in my early days of newspaper writing.
0: Well, with the transfer portal, with the guys uh, who are who only had a year at BYU, they're gonna have a bunch of new guys on their roster for sure. And with Utah and Utah State seeing a lot of transfers, uh, <laughs> who knows what these rosters are gonna look like next year? Who's coming? who's going? and then and then figuring out where they fit in their leagues because the same stuff's happening at all the other schools. Uh, I think your J.C. analogy fits. You know, every year will be its own thing and looking for continuity and a program taking two or three years to get it going. Or, you know, you can get it going or lose it overnight now. Yes. So, all right, when we come back, your feedback, everything you've got to say about today's show, next.
2: And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere.
0: All right, it's time for your feedback. I think I'm going to hijack this temporarily, PK. Go I just ahead. saw this on Twitter. Friends fans can now stay in a themed Airbnb complete with foosball table. Can you imagine getting an Airbnb? It's a set of your favorite TV or uh, movie, and you got to stay there as part of your vacation, you know, long weekend, whatever. What TV movie set would you want to stay in, PK? PK? You're going to uh, you're going to Southern California, and there's a bunch of these available. And just to change it up, you like to do a beach trip down there every summer. Go back to the old neighborhood, and if there were a bunch of them there, which one would you which one would you want?
1: So I'm already at the beach because I originally thought of something out of uh, Hawaii Five O or Magnum uh-huh. PI, or which I don't even know what they would be.
0: Oh, uh, I, that's not where I thought you'd go. But go ahead. Uh,
1: so. Uh, but uh, man, I, I don't. I, I thought you were sure. gonna
0: say. I thought you'd say the Godfather. I can totally see you saying, "Hey, when we get back from the uh, when we get back from the beach today, I'm gonna go into the office and uh, meet with a few business associates." There'd be some <laughs> dark paneling, <laughs> great lighting,
1: yeah, a, a window with a
0: slats you can look out into the yard.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm too chicken. Uh, that, that would make me queasy. man. Okay, I'd be never over mind. My shoulder, not the Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> uh, something back in the time machine. You know, maybe uh, Lucy and and what's oh. face's apartment. Yeah, and then I'd have a guy Lucy come up with this. With his, Yeah, Ricky, I couldn't think of his name. And have a guy come up who's uh, the uh, landlord worth pants up to his man boobs and <laughs> Fred. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he did wear those pants a little high. <laughs> oh, when I was thinking about this in the break, I was thinking it was like, there'd be people going cheap, like, I don't want to build the whole thing out. I'll just put up a tent and call it M.A.S.H. <laughs> And then it'd be somebody with the Brady Bunch. is like, yeah, we'll give him a bathroom and it won't have a toilet in. And welcome to the set of the Brady Bunch. You can't have a no, toilet. No, I've done in
1: the. Uh, a few years back, they had Pac-12 Media Day at Universal, uh-huh. and they gave you tickets to do the tour. Right. Mm-hmm. So my daughter and a friend came with us, and so they went early. I did the thing, and that was back when it was a two-day deal. So it would end around one o'clock. This past couple of years, it's been a one day, so it went all the way to five or six o'clock. Uh, but I did the thing and uh, the tour, and at that time, was the Desperate Housewives thing was raging, and so they took you by was the, like uh, wisteria, wisteria lane, lane yeah. yeah, yeah, and and that was a fake little neighborhood that they had set up, but that looked kind of cool.
0: Yeah, we did the uh, tour at Universal, and they took us through. Uh, the court, the uh, kind of town square thing. And they yeah. told us all the movies that had been in and some of them were recent and some of them were older. Some of them I hadn't even when they said the movie, I didn't even know what it was. It was old. But the thing I saw in the town square was the back to the future clock was unmistakable. They had
1: that. Yeah. 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 That was, was unmistakable. There. Yeah. And that's what they, we, we did. Uh, I think we set up in a tent and right across from us was a fake courthouse.
0: Mm. There you go. Okay, so uh, the feedback, what we're supposed to be doing in this segment. I put that other thing out on Twitter. You can uh, jump on it with your favorite show and whatever you'd want to see and uh, wherever you'd want to stay. Uh, We got a lot of uh, feedback. The LaMarcus Aldridge retiring this morning, irregular heartbeat. Happened to him in a game. Happened to him later that night after the game. Went to the doctor the next morning. He was really scared. He's done. He's shutting it down. 15-year career. He retired and put it out on his Twitter account this morning. Scorp Daddio tweets at us, that's too bad. Not a way anyone wants to end their career in the NBA or otherwise. Good luck to him. Dealing with cardiac issues can be a tough road to hoe.
1: Yeah, I can recall the Hank Gathers thing in the next morning. There I am at a press conference uh, at the gymnasium with about 5,000 sobbing people. Uh, I was just sitting there working an agate shift, and we had morning papers that we put out and afternoon papers. And the boss says, come with me, man. And we drove up to LMU, which wasn't a far drive. It was just a few, just up the road a bit. And uh, obviously, that had happened. It was a Sunday uh, conference tournament. Night, yep, the, the night night before. And I think uh, they, were, I think it was against Portland. And the guy who was closest to him on the floor, if I remember correctly, is Eric Spolstra.
0: When uh, he, was, he had stopped taking his medication because it made him, made him feel sluggish, he had gotten yeah. the medication because he had passed out at a game in December at the free-throw line during the game. It was against UC Santa Barbara, and I was calling the game, and I was looking down at my scorebook marking a foul or free-throws or whatever, and I didn't see it. I heard it. And that whole place got so quiet, and everybody was afraid it had happened right then. I mean, it looked awful. And the game was stopped a long time while they got him off the floor. Um, and fortunately, we knew he was alive when he came off the floor. I can't imagine having been there for that Portland game. I mean, it was no, bad No, I remember enough. It,
1: was, uh, it was a Sunday, and, and Oberman, back when he did sports, and yeah. not the Looney Tunes stuff that he does now, they broke in. Mm-hmm. I was watching whatever I was watching on a Sunday. And so, yeah, you know, the, uh, that's a long time ago, but it yeah. still resonates. It still so. resonates
0: if you were at the uh, one of those things, yeah.
1: Especially at this point, Aldridge has proven all he can prove. He's made a ton of money, so go take care of yourself there.
0: Curtis is all about the uh, transfer. Most of our listeners are. It's overwhelmingly being received positively here. He says it's about time a young man can switch schools without a penalty. This may or may not be his future income. They deserve a chance at options. If it's not working out, or they have a better opportunity. There are also po- people pointing out that what a lot of these players are going to learn is the grass isn't always greener. You know, maybe the coach who was critical of you at the previous school you know, was right, and you're going to hear it from the coach at the next school, too. And the playing time may not change all that much.
1: Uh, that's very well possible, but that's the kids' decision. That's yep. not your decision. decision. Or the school's decision. And that's decision, a risk right? you'll take and yeah. and he'll consult with his family and blah, blah, blah. And so be it.
0: Well, you might be able to change from uh, you know, a school to uh, for the kids who are really good and were overlooked, it might give them a chance to go to a higher level. That's what Jenkins has done, moving from South Dakota to UNLV to to Utah. You got And speaking of transfer news, Yach, you got fresh transfer portal news? <laughs> yeah, Raleigh Wooster, the standout Utah State yeah, guard, has yeah, yeah. announced he's going to Utah following Craig Smith. Oh, he's
1: Smith. following uh, Craig Smith. Yep. Now, that's something that the Utah State people, that they, they just don't like that.
0: Oh, 100%. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would go beyond they don't like it. They hate well, it.
1: I'm not Joe Ingles here.
0: Right, thank you. I
1: can't <laughs> swear on the air and get away with it. <laughs>
0: You can swear I have a dump button, but you may get fired. And it would be uh, yeah, better. If I'm we not going to take I'm, I'm not
1: Joe Ingles. I'm not going to take my chances. <laughs> yeah, right. Good call, PK. Good career, but decision. yeah, that that that's a bitter, bitter taste. Yep. I mean, they did it. Who was the other kid? Colette did it a few years back.
0: Oh, that was a yeah, big deal. Colette. Like t- absolutely. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and that that sucks. If it's your guy and Wooster played, he was in the one. He started right. He got big minutes. He played a for lot these of minutes. Guys.
0: He played a lot of yeah. minutes for him. Yeah, They're starting point guard. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Stay with us. Hans and Scotty are coming up next. I'm sure Scotty will have more to say about that. Stay with us.